0: I'm Atwood, and because the Steven Universe podcast is in perfect emotional harmony with all involved, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to fusions. As most of you already know, fusion gems are the result of two or more gems, or half gems, emotionally connected to each other. And their minds and bodies become one, and they create an entirely new entity. Fusions are a beautiful representation of love and relationships. They're really special characters in the show, and so it's always a big deal when one is revealed. So we're going to be talking today about fusion with creator Rebecca Sugar and former executive producer Ian Jones Cordy. We're going to discover the origins of Garnet, what went into building up and revealing smoky quartz, what inspired Stevani, and which myths and fan theories about fusion are just simply not true. We're also going to welcome Steven Universe comic writer Grace Kraft. She's a big Opal fan, and you're going to find out why. And AJ Mishaka, the voice of Stevani, is also coming onto the podcast. She's going to share her audition process for the special role, how she developed the right voice, what it was like recording for Jungle Moon, and why she really, really wants to fuse with her real-life sister and bandmate, Allie. Plus, Stevani has agreed to come on and answer a few questions, too. So, let's start today with Rebecca Sugar and Ian J.Q. Welcome back, and thank you guys, as always, for coming on and talking to me. Hey! Oh, yeah, Totally. So fusion is something that's really, for me, it was something that really drew me into the show. I think that for a lot of people, and I just wanted to know, like, first off, when was the concept of fusion added to the existing ideas for the show?
1: Very beginning. Yep. Wow. It was there from the yeah, yeah, that was like part of. I remember your I had a, original I had a list. idea.
2: I already. I have pilot era drawings of Opal, Sardonic, mm-hmm. Smoky.
1: Yeah. Uh, ones wow. I can't
2: say yeah. yet cuz they would be spoilers cuz there
1: would be a spoiler yeah, yeah like
2: at it was like between pilot and show but the ideas were at pilot stage i think when i was working on the pilot i had a list of everybody's fusions and their weapons
1: and i think like even like in terms of just the drawings of the characters fusions had to be made very early because that's why gem placement was so specific among the main four mm-hmm. about mm. making sure that you know fusions would yeah. always work yeah and the temple i mean it's in the pilot yeah. right yeah it's yeah. like
0: it's right there yeah <laughs> um
2: but yeah I, I mean garnet there's all these hints in the pilot yep there's big red and blue gems on either side of her when you first see her and of course she always has two gems so no one's gonna have two yep. gems unless they were and i remember gems. like mm-hmm.
1: i remember like fusion being like it was like a selling point for like when you were first pitching i think it was well it wasn't supposed show. to
2: be i think it was that i had told i had told phil about it yeah that's
1: right but we were all like phil rinda we better hold on to this yeah phil rinda who did the designs on the pilot we were were all kind
2: of like we'll 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 worry about this later because this will be really confusing if we bring it up and then he like chimed in with it in a meeting. he
1: brought it up in a meeting and then they're like fusions what and then i I was like
2: like, i explained uh, it really fast uh, you know because like you know garnet it was already it was already there it was already
1: there and i'm like
2: oh yeah she's a two smaller yeah. people, <laughs> I, I, believe me, it's going to make a lot of sense. But yeah, <laughs> it, was, it
1: was really early on. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. So, so it was uh, Garnet was conceived as a fusion even from the earliest drawings. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, who was the first that you conceived outside of Garnet?
1: I uh, probably Opal. Yeah, it yeah. might be yeah. another. I'm thinking back to that, like original those The original list. I mean,
2: drawings. I did them all at the same time. Opal yeah. and Sardonic's are drawn on the and same sheet. Yeah. And. So I can't. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. can't talk about it. <laughs>
0: it goes all the way back. Of the of the unveiled ones, how much of them? How much they change uh, from the time that you you first thought of them? And then they changed yeah, a lot.
1: Smoky, I think maybe changed the most. I right? think
2: I think Sardonic's changed the most. Oh, Sardonic's. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Sardonyx was yeah. very stoic.
1: Yes. Originally, yeah. uh, it was because we didn't really know. How the characters were going to be by that time. Mm.
2: I think. Let's. Well, even when we got close to that arc, I was still drawing her kind of stoic, and we we kind of had that she was going to be very beetle-like.
1: Yeah, uh, that was segmented. There. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, we, we knew the insects. hammer. Oh. The <laughs> insect stuff. The hammer was very obvious.
2: I remember it. It hit me like a ton of bricks one day that she should be a huge nerd yeah <laughs> like yeah. i was like oh she has to is-, and, like exuberant about it and a yeah. magician all these elements of like I, like i had you know and I, I feel like this was sort of a thing with all the fusions is i was starting very technical this is like so unlike me but i was starting with all the technical stuff first and then yeah. doing the personality doing stuff the second yeah. but i mean yeah. the personality stuff had to be there that's the most important thing but i think sardonic's like really clicked for me and then joe like
1: yeah yeah joe came totally up totally took it home concepts. and made
2: her he created her teeth in he, life. he
1: did the gap that's tooth. that's based yeah, off him joe yeah that's based off joe johnson's uh storyboarder now co-executive producer Yeah, co-executive producer. <laughs> he has a he has a gap tooth and yeah yeah
2: he put that in he also did the scratch so yes. for a long time in the animatic it was
1: just, <laughs> it was just joe Joe's and was, i'm
2: still like a little attached at all alexis
1: uh, i mean it was amazing, amazing. um but yeah. yeah like i remember um actually this came out kind of recently so i was doing like another interview and some was like what's something we don't know about garnet and i was like oh it's that she's kind of like a dork or she's she's, well, she's, <laughs> she's like she's kinda, socially she's socially awkward very awkward yeah yeah and that she seems cool because she's she takes a long time to think of what she's gonna say mm. but there are times when you catch her unprepared Off-gar- and then you're yeah. like what is up with garnet <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> she's so like awkward and that is like her thing it just comes
0: off as stoic
2: it comes off as
1: stoic because she because usually she looks really cool but like Mm -hmm. she's actually
2: well they're all i think all of the gems are are socially
1: yeah they have they have like in in very different ways yeah but garnet garnet is like i mean it's really far for her it's crazy like yeah like i remember when lamar did that thing where or she's, on the, she's on the phone with Connie's phone with parents, parents. yeah, <laughs> and it was so in character. Is like, yep, she would be exactly like that, but somehow she still seemed kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, putting that into uh sardonyx, it made total sense that you know there would be like a little bit of that dorky quality. I think with a that's little,
2: the, that's the thing, like, yeah, I feel like. Also, in a lot of my very, very good artist friends, mm-hmm. like, like, there's a way that a person can be sort of socially awkward, but still completely believe in themselves.
1: Yeah, And it's have true.
2: total confidence in themselves. Mm-hmm. And both things are true simultaneously. And I love that. I wish I was capable of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that's really where she felt. Like, Garnet, uh, Amethyst and Pearl are sort of socially inept, but they are also very incompetent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Garnet is confident, she's, right? She's, yeah. she's she's just as
2: equally sort
0: yep. of. It makes ma- it makes it, uh, it feel like mag- like magnetic, you know, like in terms of just being drawn to someone. So, so super confident. And I, I remember first seeing her, and I was like, kind of thrown, like, how did they make this, you know? But like hearing you explain it makes so much oh, more yeah. sense.
2: I mean, I think Pearl doesn't doesn't have that confidence at all. Yeah, but I think with, if with she, Garnet if she did she does have confidence. yeah and she yeah. you know th- I think that's how we sort of found mm-hmm. Sardonyx's showmanship and the whole stage magician aspect because Prill's very showy yeah you know but she feels like she has no power mm-hmm. but with power yep she, she can, can back do up. anything and everything and yeah, and yeah and her cockiness is actually backed up with yeah the ability to, to deliver on it and um, so it's very it's a big performance yep with her involved
0: that aspect really came through with the um know your fusion episode mm-hmm. um, when we saw i think it, a lot of it was the comparison to smoky because smoky was so unsure of himself uh, yeah. that they like they were just paralyzed a lot of the time what was the development of smoky
2: smoky well i love Smokey because we were sort of working on that arc at a time when I was really stressed because of the show and Steven, you know, mm-hmm. who works on backgrounds on the show, um is our lead background designer. He was really really supportive while I was sort of going through a tough time and I really wanted to do that arc where Amethyst kind of hitting this low and Steven's just like there for her. It was, it was very very real for me at the time. Yeah. And smoky is sort of this manifestation. I was also starting to read a little more about uh, do a little more research on <laughs> gems and I was excited about smoky quartz as a gem because it it represents sort of optimism and positivity even yeah. like specifically at work yeah, uh, which I guess is sort of wow. inside because that's how I felt but mm-hmm. you know it's uh, I felt like their support of each other would manifest as this really really positive force this really optimistic force but then the underside of that was always going to be that they, they both sort of struggle with that confidence and they really want to impress. Yeah. They really want to impress Garnet they have and like Pearl.
1: A, they have like the, their in confidence kind of doubles up on itself. Yeah. And I think the thing is, Stephen is inconfident, but he's not self-destructive. Right. But Amethyst can be self-destructive, but she usually has a little bit more confidence than Stephen. Mm-hmm. So then crossing those things over creates like almost like the worst... Think, cocktail of both. I
2: think it's in also that that Smokey is is the way Smokey is because they have confidence in each other, right? And that's kind of combining, you know, yeah. these like two waves of confidence crashing into each other and like exploding into this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think when they both sort of are feeling shut down, but you know, in the way that once when, when something's sort of hurting you, it becomes harder to support someone right. else. You know, like Smokey yeah. will sort of crumble under that. That no, your fusion. Went way back. That was like something I had mm-hmm. wanted to that do for like a, a long. That was like a really
1: early idea. Yeah. A long
2: time, I really liked the thought of trying to distill the relationship between Garnet and Pearl and Amethyst and Steven into <laughs> into yeah. two characters. Mm.
1: Sorry, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is off topic. Oh. I had a I had a fusion thing that I wanted to I wanted to talk about. What? Okay, so there's some things about fusion that people try to read like tea leaves, and it's not true. Like people are like. Oh, how human a fusion is! Is how like important they are, or how tall they are, or like how many limbs they have, like all that stuff. For me, as as far as I know, so much of a fusion, how they look when they come out, is just they're just designed to look really cool. There's logic, but there's, I know there's lo- I know there's logic. There's but a lot of logic. There's a lot of logic, but like some of it is just like. Well, it's just looked awesome this way. Rule of cool. You know, and yeah, it's the rule of cool thing, but then there is also logic in like how they <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like kind of ambiguous. Like I know people well, like, want they people want to have like one solution, but it's there like not one. It's
2: like all the theories that often often there it's not like all the theories, but often people are picking up on a thing that is very pointed and true. Yes. And then but then sometimes not so much
1: that's what i say but sometimes it's, it's very like that's what i'm saying tea leaves right because mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's it's like some sometimes it makes sense i guess sometimes tea, tea leaves random.
2: if you be, if you do believe in tea leaves
1: exactly
2: <laughs> 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 that tea leaves is telling you something because there yeah. is a there is a deliberate well sometimes
1: there's some yeah there's some really deliberate
2: we put things. a lot of thought into yeah. how these combinations like like you know garnet's like what you're saying about garnet as an action figure hmm you know, and then and Sardonyx, then take, sardonyx is, just takes, takes that further. further. She, can, uh, spin she can spin around. around
1: completely. It's like, yeah, when you have the G.I. Joe and you can spin it around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, like, everybody's very, very thought through. In
1: terms yeah, of I remember, um, like, Smokey's, like, kind of look and, like, her extra arm and stuff like that. I remember it was, like, very much, like, based on you know them together and i remember the yo-yo being like this amazing revelation
2: oh uh, yeah oh that went way back yeah
1: that was like uh the... like putting those two things together and getting a yo-yo is like perfect and yeah like yes
2: yeah it should be a toy because they're
1: yeah they're the kids exactly they're, they're the gigantic kids, kids. Mm.
2: yeah with a gigantic with a toy, big toy. <laughs> yeah that, i mean that was the original the original thought for Know Your Fusion was I just wanted to, I think there was a time when I was on some trip to Virginia or something with my family and I had this yo-yo and I yeah. was just like, look at me, watch this, look what I can do. And it was like a yo-yo that automatically went back up. <laughs> right. so, so what I, so what I was doing required like no skill whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like throwing this thing around. I'd be like, mom, look at me, look at me do this thing.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was like, can we do an episode with Smokey that's just that? For she, just, she
1: just wants to do yo-yo tricks. <laughs> just, 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 like, just, yeah. just be
2: impressed. Please just be impressed. And, like, be impressed by my yo-yo trick. They had a reason to not be impressed because the yo-yo I had automatically yeah. went back up. It was not, yeah. these are not really yo-yo tricks. But I did, I think at some point, learn learned to walk the dog with yeah. yo-yo.
0: <laughs> There's one other thing I wanted to touch on was like, you, you talked about the fusions that you'd originally thought of, but uh, Stevani sort of came at it from a different angle because that was brought up in a, a writer's meeting, right? Or a retreat or something? Yes,
2: yeah. yes. That was in, mm-hmm. I think that might have been was it the same one with the amethyst? Stuff? I think it was. Um, yeah. Raven.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Former storyboarder for the show. Uh, uh, came up with a lot she was of like, She was like, ideas. what if
2: Steven can fuse with humans? And yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, that's the best idea. Yeah. And I got really excited about it. And, and I really wanted Steven and Connie to fuse. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, it, and I remember it made so much sense because we had all these ideas about what Steven was. And I remember one of our early ideas was that, oh, he's human cells held together by magic, by gem, by gem magic. magic. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a mix. And so he so like, so he has this humanity, but it's held together by magic. So he could, therefore, is that a spoiler? I mean, can we be talking about? I mean,
2: I guess it's okay.
1: But that's what he is, right? Yeah, he's like half gem, half human.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone knows that everyone has yeah. half gem, half human.
1: He's like this. He's like this mix of things, and that made Stefani. That like it made a lot of things possible, what and that was where like a lot of the first season ideas came from. Was that oh, he has this human kind of magic, so his way of getting to magic is different than how the gems can do it. I
2: think that too. Like we had sort of always wanted the way that Stephen came at solving problems to. You know, everyone's sort of worried that it will be messed up in some way because he's so yeah. different. And then and then every time he would keep sort of, like, stunning everyone by coming at something from an angle they couldn't have thought of because of his humanity. Exactly. And then this was just, like, such a great way to embody that magic This was a perfect of it. Yeah. yeah, it's not like him being different
1: so is holding yeah. him
2: back. It's giving him a whole exactly. different set of abilities. Because
1: a lot of those early stories were... Oh, they would try to explain to Stephen how to do a gem thing, and he usually couldn't do it, or he would just barely be able to do it or he'd do it wrong find cat fingers he'd
2: find a workaround he would find a
1: workaround and then it wouldn't quite be right I think that like fusion is the first time where it's like oh this is beyond what a gem can do and this is
2: exciting because it's the first time his powers are like exceeding Mm -hmm. their powers and that's why it starts with him being so concerned that he's not gonna be able to do it Mm -hmm. because up till then that's he's sort of pretty consistently not been able to do it I think my big goal with Stevani was just that Stevani should be totally glorious (laughs) yeah yeah like because i think a a lot of the stuff with steven up till then if he did something he would you know it would come out strangely or there would be something uh off about it but stevani should just be yeah uh, you know this stunning and incredible Mm -hmm. epiphany of of a person
1: there's a really uh fun thing about them that i always really liked about stevani was just that so they actually get to see the world of the show in a way that you don't get with any other character like cuz because well, everything's from Steven's point of everything's view everything's from, from Steven's point of unless view
2: unless it's Stevani or Smokey yeah, but uh yeah. then it's Stevani's point of
1: view. so everything from the show is from Steven's point of view so it's Steven's view on the world and on other characters however when stevani exists they get to not only be the point of view character but then also this is hard to explain it but it's kind of like where the hallucinations come from mm-hmm. because it's like huh, i don't know how to explain it it's Wait. almost like if steven had a view on somebody else's point of view and it kind of doubles in on itself because we're watching the show and as the audience it's actually our point of view mm-hmm. and then when those things are put together it's like a double pov mm-hmm. and so you can get extra sensory you can have an extra sensory view on the world does that make sense I think yeah it's why it's why the world can kind of break up and become metaphysical around Stefani, and it doesn't. It can't really happen with any other character,
2: right? Because you're seeing what Steven sees. Because you're seeing what Steven, and Steven sees. is experiencing. Stefani exactly. having oh. yeah. An anxiety.
1: Yeah, right? uh-huh. and so when Stefani's having anxiety, because we're in Steven's point of view, the world actually the, the you world you see it happen. You see it happen. You see it physically change. Yeah, and that's why Stefani can. You know, they can tap into. Like, you can see something through their experience that you can't see through anybody else's, mm-hmm. uh, which is which are like these insane, you know, hallucinations and stuff. Because when you're in that head, you know, you're seeing it from Steven's point of view. It's it's kind of confusing. Right. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why I, I just absolutely love steven's pov being central to the show well that was because it wouldn't it wouldn't it makes things like that possible to do
2: that was one of the things i was really excited about alone together mm-hmm. um was that you know if you relate to steven or if you relate to connie either yeah. way as stevonnie you're put in this situation at this dance And, like, if you're a little kid watching this that maybe doesn't necessarily usually relate to a character like Stevonnie or Kevin, but will eventually be, like, at your homecoming dance where this kind of awful stuff can happen to you, you watch this and you're just like, wow, that's not a good situation. I don't think I will do that to someone or I don't think I will... Or
1: even, yeah, or even if you've ever been uncomfortable.
2: mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just like...
1: You see Steven experience that and then it's because we're in steven's pov you see how that feels yeah you know mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that episode yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like that was like such a i feel like there's still a lot to discuss and discover about fusions and what and what they are but i remember getting to finally we're, we're definitely feel, not we're not done yeah like we're not, that on the yeah show at all but getting to finally feel what it feels like to be inside a fusion. That mm-hmm. kind of extrasensory sort of feeling. It's it's really special to Stefani. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to me again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steven Universe comic writer Grace Kraft is coming up. All right. I am here with uh Steven Universe comic writer Grace Kraft. Grace, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, how did you get into Steven Universe originally? Um, I like, I originally saw the pilot when it was uh,
3: released online, and at the time, I was like studying in Japan, so I was like trying to communicate my excitement to all of my like fellow Japanese students, <laughs> and just being like, I don't know how to describe, it, but it's really exciting. <laughs> and like even back then, I had like this feeling that it was like going to be different, something special. I just like immediately like really loved it. Loved Amethyst right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, it was kind of, uh, like, the show itself came out, like, while I was in college, and I remember, like, watching, like, the premieres in the dorm rooms, and (laughs) sometimes with people, sometimes without people, and I'd, like stay at like marathon the few episodes we had like before coach steven just like to get through like my final like film project
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have like distinct memories of watching the show my dorn too i'm glad that is a shared experience experience. yeah
3: (laughs) except i was like in an art school so everybody's like oh like well some people like like some people were also into it because they're like oh man look at this amazing show and Mm -hmm. some people were like didn't realize it was a thing yet because it was still like before the right post jailbreak spike in popularity
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was like a two eras (laughs) Yeah. So what was your path like when you were trying to get to um, making comics for the show? Um, Well, it was
3: really cool because, like, uh, I think what was nice is that since I was kind of like a fan from the beginning, like, any art that I posted got a lot of traction because there weren't as many people making it. Right. So, uh, and I think that got, like, the attention of, like... People at Cartoon Network and people at Boom and then like my graduation week I remember getting this email from Boom being like hey would you be interested in like doing a cover and I was like yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> and then after that I kind of just kept the uh, conversation going and was like hey like do you want more covers or do you want like uh, I see you guys do guest comics sometimes could I maybe do one of those and they were like sure and so then, yeah, I did get to do, like, another cover. And then uh, I think I pitched, like, originally, like, six comic ideas. And then, like, there were two that got rejected. And then the other four were the ones that ended up in issues uh, five through eight of the original run. hmm And uh, those were really fun. And was so, one, and then... <laughs> was one of those the Opal one? Yeah, one of those was yeah, the Opal I can, one. <laughs> I really love that one. Yeah. It's one. It's honestly my personal favorite, too. It's also the longest of them, because most of them are two pages, and that one's, like, four. So, <laughs> but then after that... They asked me like, a decent amount of time later like if I wanted to write them, uh, like write Steven comics, and I was like, sure, and then I pitched ideas to them, because they asked me for them, and then a, long, <laughs> a while later, they were like, hey, are you still interested in that? And I was like, uh, yes, and so, yeah, here we are
0: today. <laughs> right, right, well, that's really cool, starting out as a fan artist, that's... That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So your favorite fusion is Opal. This is common knowledge. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is known. Yeah, uh, Sense Giant Woman. Yes. Yes. Day one. Like um, <laughs> same. 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 Uh, can you talk about what it was like, like making the comic of Opal uh,
3: and writing for her? Well, it was hard because, like, at that time, the only episode that had Opal in it was Giant Woman. It was mm-hmm. before she had ever come back. Yeah, but I was just like, I really want Opal to come back, and uh, and I kind of pitched this idea because, like, oh, maybe I can at least bring her back in the comic. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, part of the inspiration for it was also like that. I think there was like uh, in Giant Woman, Stephen has that line where he's like, like, what happens when you eat a hot dog? And so that kind of is like the punchline of the whole comic where she eats it and she infuses. So. <laughs> or doesn't says just the idea of eating it just makes her unfuse and that was actually like a note i got back because like back in the day of like the first comic run like i think they were running a lot of stuff like through the crew just because there wasn't so much out and so we wanted to make sure we weren't stepping over any lines, and so I remember I got that note back, because I think I originally either had Opal eat the hot dog, and it was like, and they were like, no, 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 you can't do that, like, Pearl would never eat.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's just not gonna happen.
3: (laughs) And now, it's also, I think it was also before like, we knew about Pearl's, like, huge aversion to food, so it's like, okay, like, now, in retrospect, it's like, okay, this makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Right,
0: right, you were like, what? She needs to calm down. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, does it, so was it hard to, to sort of write with that in mind? I mean, the only thing we really knew about Opal at that point was that She's really cool. And like she was sort of forgetful. I remember that mm-hmm. was like a big trait that people picked on to because she like forgot the Beatles and they were like, This is her personality. Is like-
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one trait is just like Yeah, that's true,
0: because like you just had to extrapolate from that. Well,
3: like luckily it was a very short comic, so she didn't have to like do too much, but it was kind of um I feel like I might have also gotten the note back where it's like Opal is kind of like one track mind, like she like she has a common goal and then she's just very concentrated on that goal,
4: mm-hmm. and so that's
3: kind of because in the comic she like Steven's like let's go to the like Funland and let's do these like challenges which are just like you know arcade games, but it's like how she how how Stephen like leads Opal to mm-hmm. doing all this stuff, and so yeah, like her one track like like her goal oriented. Mind is just like, Yeah, keep on like doing this and then once like the hot dog breaks her concentration, it's just like, Oh, no more opal. I
0: love her. I, do I love too. her. <laughs> um so we're talking about fusions uh what was your reaction to smoky quartz that big reveal in season three?
3: oh gosh that was just uh even just like leading up to like smoky quartz like appearing was just like such an emotional moment just like when they like yeah. hold hands and hug and i'm just like oh this has been building up for like so many episodes mm-hmm. and i'm so excited like smoky quartz is honestly my, my favorite fusion right under opal
0: yeah like it's kind of
3: neck and neck it's just like oh, i really love
0: smoky yeah <laughs> yeah smoky's great and you you're you love amethyst so i feel like yeah having, you just i know am- all
3: these amethyst fusions of just like a love yeah i love opal i love, I love smoke used to go like school too
0: they're all beautiful they're all amazing <laughs> they are so what fusions would you want to see in the future of the show oh like on
3: like fusions that haven't appeared
0: yeah fusions that haven't mm. appeared and, and even fusions that you're like this will never happen but <laughs> <laughs> if it did that would be awesome I saw someone asking an interesting
3: question about whether stefani confused with another gem and i'm very curious if that is a thing that could happen. right like that's interesting I'm also very interested to see if like Pearl and Steven will fuse I mean of course I'm just interested in like Steven fusing with Pearl or Garnet mm-hmm. it's just like what'll happen what'll they do or especially like will Rainbow Quartz look the same or not
0: right so it's yeah like- <laughs> the, the fact that Smoky
3: Quartz exists like just, just opens yeah, oh, oh, like, oh, a so gate of so like oh this is a real thing her, uh, yeah. Steven and Lapis is another one I'm like, yeah oh, that would be cool their, their relationship that's developed so it's like like oh god Ocean Gem and Mirror Gem I'm just like their relationship there is just like so cute mm-hmm um, how, like, supportive and like, Lapis hasn't had any like compassion in a very long time. Yeah, it's just, like, it's, it's really sweet, <laughs> yeah. So, it'd be cute to see if that's like, uh, like what fusion like Lapis would have, like, right after Malachi, right? Be, it would like, be very, little... <laughs> but I feel like
0: if it was anyone, she'd trust Stephen, yeah. you know. It's so, a,
3: it's either a qu- it's a toss up between like Peridot and Stephen, right, <laughs> right,
0: right? It would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, can we expect any more fusion related? escapades in the future editions of the steven universe comics maybe <laughs> <laughs> can't wink. Say anything quite but
3: wink wonk we'll see <laughs> yeah
0: yeah all right glad to hear it yeah okay th- cool thank you so much for coming on and talking to of me of course thank you so much for having me <laughs> and coming up aj mashaka joins us to talk about stevani the fusion she voices plus stevani has agreed to answer a few questions too All right. I'm here with AJ Mishala, who voices Stevani. Thank you so much for coming. Welcome to the podcast, AJ. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. So uh, this is your first time we've talked to you. So I want to know, like, first off, what was it like when you got the part of Um,
4: It was pretty cool. I mean, I have to say I didn't know a lot about the show before I got the part, so I became a fan after booking the role. And for me, I was actually auditioning for another project. And the casting director, who happened to work on Steven as well, asked me if I would... Try out for this role. She was like, "It's a little complicated. We're looking for a very specific voice. It'll be a fusion of two different characters. You'll be, you know, Stephen as well as Connie, and you'll kind of combine together and become one." And I was like, "Okay, I don't really know how this is going to work, but I can play with it." And she was like, "We've had a really hard time finding it." And so I recorded a couple scenes, and then a couple weeks later, was asked to come in again um, to meet Rebecca and kind mm-hmm. of go through the callback process. And then after that, I booked it. So. It was a, a quick process in a weird way. I mean, a lot of voiceover, it can take a long time just, you know, in regards to booking it and then taping it and then, you know, obviously the final product, mm-hmm. but actually getting the role didn't take as long as I, as I would have expected. I think they were kind of in a rush to get that part and they just had not landed it yet. So I'm, I'm really happy that it, that it was me. I'm kind of happy I tagged in at the the last moment. Right, right. Uh, was it your first time getting a job in voice acting? Yeah. Awesome. It was. Yeah. I had already been auditioning quite a bit, but I only have just like started dipping my feet into voiceover the last couple years. Mm-hmm. So this was really the first, the first thing I had booked. So for me to play this kind of character that is kind of complicated in their own way, but also something that I've really been able to wrap my head around that I, I, I would never really be able to play outside of this show is, is really rewarding.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I imagine it must've been confusing seeing, I feel like the audition being named it was, yeah, uh, and that in and of itself is like, what is this?
4: What is this? Whom? Wh- yeah, and <laughs> it's, like, it's like describing, it's a fusion. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, a fusion. Okay. okay, got it. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this. Right, right. But before I was like, I have no idea what this is referencing. <laughs> but the cast was able to walk me through it a little bit and give me, you know, a little bit of a heads up as to what the show's about and, and, and how the fuse works and it was fun. It just... It came. Uh, not easily, but it but it came. And I, I felt really comfortable working with Zach and Grace in the room. And that first episode um, brought me a lot closer to Stevani. And I kind of locked into what I knew I was going to do.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So was there, like, a learning curve to adjust to voice acting from doing on-camera stuff? Or was it easy for you since you you have, like, a musical background already?
4: I think due to being musical and, you know, working with mics on a regular basis and working with my voice and, you know, ears, I just feel like that there's a lot of things that I do outside of acting that has brought me um, in closer familiarity with how I work a voice Mike. And I mm-hmm. just feel like there's something about recording in a booth. If you're used to being in a booth and being, you know, in a recording studio and singing and working with dynamics and where to place your voice at a certain time and how to pull emotion out of your voice at a certain time, I feel like working on, on music has really has kind of given me favor in regards to voice acting. You know, it couldn't be more different than obviously live action, but you know, it's a lot of work. Obviously you're working with just your voice. So the physicality that goes behind it is pretty extensive. And I, I get really into it when I'm in a booth and I get into it when I'm singing. So there are definitely parallels between the two. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I know that when I've seen some of my friends who've gone behind the mic for the first time, especially in like a booth where it's like soundproof and everything, they get really confused by the the way that the sound just travels differently from, like, talking totally. person
4: to person. And feeling a little muted. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly.
0: You feel like you're you're not, you're silent for some reason. when You
4: you can hear yourself. It's just, it's weird. So there's yeah. a lot to... No, there's a little bit of a dead space inside a booth. And mm-hmm. you kind of have to, you have to make it creative with the dialogue in order to kind of make that booth feel like what it's not. Right, exactly. Which is hard. So that, that's why I also read everything before I go in, of course, because it's like, I try to create the scenes in my head. If there's not already storyboard, obviously, usually there's always already storyboard. So I I usually use what I've seen in regards to the storyboard, and then I'm able to kind of, it sounds silly, but create in the booth what I picture in my head.
0: No, that's not silly at all. That makes total it's sense. Because cool. it's, it's, it's like a, it's like reading a book right, and picturing right. the yeah. book when you you read to, it. and then making it real. That's really cool. Yeah. So what do you think now of that? You understand fusion more. Uh, what do you think about it as? a way of portraying, like, a relationship
4: as a character? A fusion is pretty beautiful. I mean, if I could fuse with, like, someone like my sister, who's my best friend, Mm -hmm. I would do it in a heartbeat. Like, you know, there's, there's strengths and there's weaknesses to both Steven and Connie. I think mainly strengths between the two of them that I think create a really, really cool character. And there's something about a fusion that is just that's just powerful it's like the best of both worlds you get two people that are already really close and really connected and then you put them in one body and it's like i kind of feel like they can do anything
0: i really love that too it's it's something that the show already has a lot going for it and then that that sort of pushed it over the edge for me where i was
4: like this is this is something really special i agree the fusions to me kind of push it over the edge mm-hmm. it's like this makes it something that is unlike anything else
0: you mentioned that you would fuse with your sister if you could fuse.
4: what do you think that would
0: like be like what would the resultant of that be
4: You know, it's interesting because I feel like Allie and I would create very much like a superhuman, like a Stevani. Like we're both, (gasps) we both have a lot of things in common. Like we're not extremely different, yet we do have differences. Mm -hmm. I think for the most part, Allie and I both carry a lot of confidence. We're really organized. We're big planners. We're go-getters. We're social. We love making plans. Like I feel like, I feel like our fusion would be like... A blast to hang with and like Mm -hmm. the life of the party in a lot of cool ways. But then there are times where I feel like our fusion would be a total homebody and just want to sit back and relax at at the house and just rent movies. Like (laughs) there are, there are totally things about my sister and I that are super relaxed, but when we get together and we're writing music or we're, you know, rehearsing for our band or, you know, we're brainstorming the next thing to do for, for, you know, our record, we're just in a massive creative high energy moment with high stakes. And I just feel like our, our fusion would be probably very musical and I would make sure our, our fusion was a little more laid back because my sister and I both can be a little bit, we're very high-strung people, and I think that we would want to teach each other that let's uh, let's make sure this fuse is not um, super, super high-strung. Yeah, that's cool. That's because that's us gorgeous. combined, we would it would be insane. Right. We'd want to really tone it down a little bit.
0: You guys are twins, right? We're two years apart. Oh, I, you're not? We kind of might as well be twins. Okay. like Irish twins. So, I mean, like, if you fuse, then it would just be like you would look kind of the same, but just taller. Yeah. Like
4: (laughs) there's actually an app app that I can't remember what it's called. It might be called face swap. It was really big for a moment and then it kind of disappeared, Mm -hmm. but it combined two faces into one and we did it. And it was (laughs) a really cool looking face. I was like, well, this is rad. So our fusion is technically out there somewhere on, on an image. Incredible. Yeah. We need to dig that up. It was like a third sister.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So when you were voicing Stefani for the first time, was it tough to find their voice because you have to sort of balance, like you said, the, the Connie and the Steven segments of their their personality.
4: It was, it was tricky because I, I never wanted to push my voice in a direction where it was more, um, male based, Mm -hmm. but then I also didn't want to push it to where it was too female based. You know, Mm -hmm. it had to be that the perfect blend to, to make they happen, Mm -hmm. which is not easy. So for me, I already kind of deal with, um, a deeper register and a, and a lower voice. I've always kind of had, you know, a, a certain texture to my voice just as a young kid that I think was was what helped me get this role in a way. Because, you know, when I was growing up, it was something I was actually really insecure about. I mm-hmm. didn't like how my voice sounded. To this day, I, I hate my speaking voice. But there's something I'm able to do with Stevani that... I think with hearing Zach and hearing Grace and how they both how they both laugh and how they both have very like tender voices each like Grace kind of has this really beautiful kind of fluid voice that is very soft she doesn't have a lot of rasp to her voice mm-hmm. it's very clear it's very it's like a bell which I really love and then you have Stephen who you know he obviously he's gotten older so he's had to pitch his voice a certain way to keep maintain that young sound but he has something really interesting about his quality so for me I think because I am. You know, a singer first and foremost. My my ears are able to take what they've done vocally, and I'm able to kind of make it my own. So, in a way, it's my own voice, but it's it's a mixture of as much feminism as well as masculinity I can put into it as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really great blend, and I'm glad that you pointed that out too. I remember seeing like a post on like Tumblr or something for the first time when I I didn't even pick up on it the first time. There's like a laugh in uh, Stefani's debut episode where you like transition from steven's laugh to connie's laugh yeah back to and it's like you can see the the progression and it's like oh i Thanks. never would it's yeah that you can like see the all the thought that went into it and it's it, it cool turned out really well thank you yeah for sure uh so what was your reaction when you found out about like the size of the steven universe
4: fandom I had no idea. I mean, even like the announcement of the fusion was like a huge thing. I wasn't there for that. But I remember hearing that like they had announced it at I I think one of the cons and people just went nuts because they had no idea this was coming. Mm -hmm. And it's like the reactions from the fans, the cosplay. I mean, what I've been able to witness just going to certain cons has been amazing. Like I didn't really know this show had as much of a footprint as it has. And it should. It's just, it's so topical and really great ways without being preachy it's just it's honest and it's real and it's i just think there are lessons to be learned by adults and children that can watch this show that will come away with something every episode and that's what's so special about the show so i'm not surprised by the fandom but it is a little it's shocking at first yeah i I just didn't know Mm -hmm.
0: just seeing the because it is crazy i mean we were at you saw beach city con like that was the first steven universe convention and that was the super fun weekend. So fun. And it was just, like you said, the cosplay is always something that really, there's so many stevanis There are there, a, lot a lot of stevanis
4: Which is really cool because I never knew that I could be, I guess that the role would be this poignant with not much um, footage. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't done a ton. I've been in right. a few episodes. I mean, I've recorded more now that hasn't aired, but It's just crazy. It's crazy to think that, like, I haven't been in that many, but but the characters really resonated with people. So to see the cosplay on a character that is not in every episode is is really, I'm really flattered.
0: Yeah. Fusions, because fusions are always a big deal, even though they're. Even if they're not in much. Yeah. And I think that's because they're not in as many episodes because they're special thing right yeah. that's like reserved for you know special
4: treat you know like exactly oh, we're gonna
0: see like you don't want
4: to blow it all so yeah don't like air it on every yeah don't have a fusion in every episode yeah, exactly. like make it special if
0: we saw Stevon every single episode would be like okay well
4: there yeah, we you know? it. <laughs> like, yeah yeah, and then steven and connie would never have any conflicts because exactly. they'd be easily able to fuse so it's like we have to see them kind of go through their moments of of um disagreement too because that's when they're not in a place to fuse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: so with with jungle moon that just recently came out what was it like Carrying, like, you had to do the whole episode pretty much um, on your
4: own, right? I did. That was a really tough episode for me because I was actually really not feeling well that morning, Mm. and I I, I was coming down with something, and I remember feeling really fluish, and I... I didn't say anything because it was like, we're here to work and I'm excited. And I knew it was a big episode and I didn't want to reschedule. So I went in there, but a lot of it, you know, had quite a bit of force behind it in regards to like efforts. You know, my, it's my only episode where it's just Devonnie. And this is really the first time there's ever been a one character episode, not, not having Steven around. So for me, it was like, not that I felt this pressure, but I really wanted to do this episode justice knowing it was just Devonnie. So I think I pushed myself in a way where I exerted a lot of energy physically in the room, just in regards to discovering Jungle Moon and figuring it out. There's a lot of physical effort in that episode. And I remember making myself, like, sick. Like, there was a moment where I I was like, hey, guys, like, can I take a little break real quick and use the restroom? And I literally threw up and then came back to work. (laughs) It's horrible. So that's some inside info that that you guys might, might, might not know when you watch it. But... It's just, it's just interesting that things like that can happen and then you end up getting a really great episode out of it. Like we Mm -hmm. didn't have to redo anything, but I think I just exerted so much of like energy and, and physical rawness to that, to that episode that I just basically made myself sick. Wow. That
0: That is intense. That is intense. It's intense. intense. Well, I'm glad you're not, I'm glad you're feeling better. (laughs) Like, you you know, take care of yourself and everything. Um. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And uh, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today I am joined by Stevani. Uh Thank you so much for, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first interview ever. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. Well, I hope <laughs> it's a good experience. Um, So
4: what is it like being a fusion? I mean, being a fusion is pretty rad. Like for me, I get to be a combination of two people I love. I'm Steven, I'm Connie, I'm Stevani. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. I mean, I feel like we're able to go on adventures together and be one entity. We're one and the same. We're equals. And to me, that's my favorite part about being a fusion.
0: That's beautiful. Thanks. Another question I have is, where did you get your mad driving skills that you demonstrated in that one drag race? Since you guys are both, you know, counterparts are both, uh... Underage uh, was it video games? You know, was
4: that was that the source? I think for me, at the end of the day, video games were definitely a part of it. But I also just felt like there was this inspiration and this excitement to beat Kevin. It was like we can't mm-hmm. let Kevin win. Mm-hmm. So I knew, get in that car and let's kill it. We both don't have any experience, and we don't know how to drive, and we're underage. But let's just see how we do. We've watched plenty of movies, we've played plenty of video games, and we've seen some people drive before. I mean i've seen my dad drive so how hard can it be how hard can it be let's get in the car and go let's beat kevin that was the number one goal beat kevin it worked out it worked worked out out for you guys
0: so have you guys ever fused just to be taller like to get stuff off of a shelf or something along those lines yeah we're guilty of that we've definitely done it before
4: i mean i gotta say for me i feel like with pearl that's probably the thing that i like helping out with the most if she needs to reach something i help her if Amethyst needs to reach something, I help her. Right. I mean, for me, it's like they got to get a can up there. You know what I mean? So I hop on a stool. No, I'm going to fuse together and become taller and pick something <laughs> up off a high shelf. So I just, I like helping, I like helping the girls. And I think, you know, being able to play certain sports, I think that there's, you know, an added advantage with our height. Oh. So fusing together, whether it's basketball or football, I think this body type really works on those sports. Mm-hmm. And yeah helping um helping the girls reach things sounds kind of silly but that's really the main goal when we fuse that's i think that's very admirable like also just have a dance party right who
0: doesn't want to do that why not we know if we dance we're gonna fuse so be prepared for that yeah just like just prepare in advance yeah makes sense one other thing i'm wondering is um if you guys have tried to do any stuff that's reserved for grown-ups when you refuse like for example calling a 1-800 hotline where you uh want to order like a
4: some sort of made-for-TV product? Is that a thing? Um, you know what? We haven't experimented with that too much, but I have a feeling that's probably going to happen more and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things, we're both getting older now, and it's like we're getting closer and closer to that age where those kind of things are allowed. You know, what if I want to buy a comic that's really cool, but I'm not allowed to yet? It's mm-hmm. like if we fuse together and we become Stevani. Like right now, we can kind of do anything. Right. It just opens up so much more opportunity. You could file taxes. We could file taxes. Or and we could race Kevin again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so, no limits. No limits. To me, driving is probably the number one thing. At this point, I have a little bit of like a, a love for it mm-hmm, after that race. Mm-hmm. So I would say getting back in a car. I think fusing for us is important because we want to race again. Understandable. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me, Stefani. Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: The Steven Universe podcast is produced by Stacy Para, Charles Abadge, and Conrad Montgomery. Special thanks to Rob Sorcher, Cartoon Network Studios, The Crewniverse, and Turner Studios in Atlanta. And coming up next Thursday, something you guys have been asking for, we're finally having an episode on Garnet. I've got Rebecca Sugar and Ian J.Q. returning to talk about Garnet, as well as co-executive producer Joe Johnston and storyboard supervisor Hillary Florido. So subscribe to the Steven Universe podcast now at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on this upcoming episode. And please leave us a five-star rating and review while you're there. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and I will see you next Thursday.